Hey everyone, welcome back to Minadapt's Let's Talk, a podcast that brings you valuable resources for prospective and current adoptive and foster families as well as professionals. My name is Jackie Brovold. I am the communications coordinator at Minadapt. And today we are talking all about Minadapt's Zero Kids Waiting Program. And I'm happy to have Kim Sakai with me today. Hello, Kim. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. Um, so, Kim, you joined MinAdopt in October 2018 in the role of the State Adoption Exchange Recruitment Coordinator. Kim brings a variety of business and grassroots marketing experience to her role. She is passionate about making a difference in our community and motivated to raise public awareness and engage others about the need for foster and adoptive families in our state. So, Kim, I'm really excited to learn from you today. Thank um, you. And so to start things off, I will give a brief overview of the origins of the Zero Kids Waiting Program. In 1980, a group of adoptive and foster parents created a group called Citizens Coalition on Permanence for Children. Their concern came from a collective awareness of the trauma experienced by Minnesota foster children. Multiple out-of-home placements, which often were long-term, were the norm at the time. With no collective goal or advocacy systems in place for reunification, kinship placement, or adoption, most of these children lived with temporary, non-kin families until they reached the age of 18. Two years after their advocacy for these began, a contract was created with the Minnesota Department of Human Services for the group to host the state adoption exchange. The SAE involved a printed booklet featuring photo listings of children in foster care waiting for permanent adoptive homes. Years went by and the booklet evolved into an online photo listing and Zero Kids Waiting became a multifaceted awareness raising and recruitment tool, continuing on that advocacy tradition at MinAdopt. Kim will fill us in on what things look like today. Okay, Kim, welcome. Thank you. Do you Uh, want to tell us more about yourself? Um, well, I am from Minnesota. I've lived here almost my whole life, except for a brief stint in Ohio um, and Iowa, actually. And we moved back here when I uh, applied for MinAdopt. I really wanted to work for an organization that made a difference in the community, in the lives of others. And so this has been a perfect fit for me. And my role here has changed a bit. We we have outreach for um, our newspapers. We've expanded that from one to now we have, I think it's 56 newspapers throughout the state. Which is we awesome. Have a Minnesota waiting child um, with a photo and then their public narrative to share a little bit more about them. Um, we also work with KSTP and Twin Cities Live for a kid connection. And that's where they... Um, interview a, a waiting child and typically their recruiter or their social worker to learn more about them. Um, sometimes they go do something super fun. And since the pandemic, we've been doing it via Zoom. So mm-hmm. we've been able to, to keep that going. Mm-hmm. And then we also do something called the library series. So I've really created some advocacy type opportunities So the library series shares with different communities throughout the state more about the need for foster and adoptive families 
and sharing about foster children. Well, I'm excited to uh, ask you some questions today. Um, my first question for you, Kim, is many people think of adoption as involving only babies or young children. Can you talk more about the children and youth you are or we are advocating for? Yeah, so right now in Minnesota, there are 641 children who are waiting for a permanent family. And 60% of those kids are between the ages of six and 18. Mm -hmm. And then of that group, 43% of those 641 children are between the ages of 12 and 18. So the need for families to come forward for older children is, mm -hmm. is huge. It's a huge need. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to speak more specifically on the needs or that is one of the biggest needs is people to come forward to? It is the older youth. And that's uh, where my focus is for my job. Uh, when we recruit for children, primarily it's, it's for sibling groups, which they're 56% of the children on the SAE are part of a sibling group which um, they need to be adopted together, you know, with your, with your siblings, that's the best outcome for everyone. And then for the older children, their need to be connected with somebody before they turn 18 and are out on their own. So the, the need for the older kids, it's helping them guide the youth through their transition into adulthood. And we know how much that is so needed. I mean, my kids are in their early 20s and and what I do for them still mm -hmm. in their early 20s um, is super important, whether it's helping with colleges or um, learning how to drive. For a lot of kids in foster care um, do not get their driver's license before they're 18. So it's helping with that, helping with how to pay bills and how to sign an apartment lease and mm -hmm. How to help with yeah, that. parenting doesn't end after 18. No. Yeah. So Kim, how can people help with this? Well, they can become a foster parent or an adoptive parent. That would be ideal, but a bigger or a, a big role as well is becoming an advocate. So following us on, on social media, um, signing up for our newsletter, the insider, where every month they can learn more about what we do in the adoptive foster community to help families and individuals um, so they can be better advocates in their own community because we have the 641 children are throughout the state and actually 60% are in greater Minnesota. So the more you can speak to the need, mm -hmm. the more families bring, will come. Help us forward. bring more awareness mm -hmm. about the need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, great. And I'm sure people are wondering if there are any kinds of supports available when fostering or adopting. Is there any help available to foster and adoptive parents? Yes. Through either the agency that they go through or the county, there's help there. But with MinAdopt, we have our help program. Mm -hmm. And we also have if a, a post-adoption navigator. So once your adoption is finalized, we have somebody that can kind of help you with that journey the first year. Um, our education program, there's, I can't, I don't even know how many, but an amazing amount of training available, mm -hmm. specific training, general training, um, trauma, 
informed training. Um, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot. And that is a big thing. I think when people um, think about doing this and maybe expanding their family in this way that they think that they might be alone, but there are so many people and organizations to help support foster adoptive, adoptive and kinship families. Mm -hmm. There really is. Um, you had mentioned our help program, and I just want everyone to know that that program offers a warm line to resources for adoptive foster and kinship families, um, including a network of adoption competent trauma-informed therapists statewide. And to connect with our help program, you can go to our website, minadopt.org and click on help. So please utilize that. Um, we have many help, amazing help specialists to help you. So, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and there's other ways too, with, um, we have a, a shopping, um, opportunity for children in foster care. Yes. So if some of these other ways are not, you know, it, it it doesn't fit for you. You can still advocate in different ways. Financial, financially, you can help support the shopping experience. Um, we had a 5K a couple of weeks ago that uh, will be an annual one, and we look. We're always looking for sponsors for for both of the events. the The 5K does support the shopping experience as well. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's other organizations who have great programs. Ampersand Families has a um, program called the Buddy Family Program, mm -hmm. where you can help support a family who has adopted from foster care. Well, that's great, Kim, and um, many resources out there for families. So please check out our website for more information. Um, thanks, Kim, for doing this with me today. Thank and you for having me, Jackie. It's so important to share the need and, and learn more so you can advocate for yes. children and families. Yes. And thank you to our listeners for joining us and please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll see you again soon.